The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. This is Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Good show today. Stephen Clipp of Stephen Clipper Architecture in studio. How you doing, Stephen? I'm doing great. Good. Move that microphone just a little bit closer to you sure. or you closer to it. Um, and we've also got in studio Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware. Hey. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I got some questions for you. Uh-oh. Uh oh. If you've got questions for either of these guys or of Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, call right now. The next caller gets the $25 gift certificate uh, to High Park Bar and Grill, Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. You've been busy this week? Yeah, it's been a tough week. Has uh, it? Yeah, yeah. Had a lot of customers uh, the last couple of weeks that were having insulation issues. You know, they got tired of how much heat was getting into the home over the last yeah. few months and brought us out to, to try to get some insulation done. And, you know, the rains, every time the rains come in, we've, we get a lot of customers that reach out saying we're getting water under the house. You know, what's uh, what are steps we can take to try to prevent that? Uh, so it's it's been a busy week. I got to admit, I've never thought on a rainy day, I better check under the house. Yeah. <laughs> you think about it. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, most people, it's it's the smell. If it's an ongoing problem, yeah. if you're consistently getting water underneath the house, it, it yeah. eventually you're going to get a white mold, and white mold produces like a musty smell, right? So most yeah. of the time we get phone calls in the rain saying, look, we're getting smells in the house. Can you come out here, uh, take a look, and find out what's going on? And when you buy somebody else's house, sometimes you figure you're buying their stuff, their problems. Yeah. When I bought a house uh, 15 years ago, I actually found this out because I was going to store the the lawnmower underneath the house. Probably mm-hmm. not the smartest thing to do, but that's me. And I hit a button, and this fellow had fans. Mm-hmm. They were they were electric fans. It made the whole house shake. But it was he had fans to dry the under you know the were they in the space. vents? No, they were in the crawl space. So these were large fans he had set up down there. These were like large versions of the school bus fans. Everybody remember right. the, the the ones that kind of rattle. Yeah, right. It's it's pretty common. Um, yeah. There's different type of fans that you can put in your crawl space. You can do vent fans, which are little electric fans, which can increase the current underneath the house. Yeah, it's fairly sound logic. Um, the reason you want airflow underneath the house is to try to prevent mold growth. It, right. It's not the most efficient or effective way to do that. Um, but if you're not investing in a dehumidifier or sealing up the crawl space. Uh, that is definitely the cheapest, most efficient option to get air moving underneath the house. All right, very good. We're going to pick up with Nancy in Raleigh. Nancy, here's the deal. You are on with Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware and Stephen Clip of Stephen Clipper Architecture. And I want you to ask him, you know, either one of these guys a question. What do you got going on? Uh, well, I have a question for the man from Burke Brothers Hardware. That would be Jeff, yes. Okay, what is an easy 
that a homeowner can fix a crack in a driveway, a paved driveway. Easy. An easy way. Well, something that I could do and not have to call a contractor or a paver. Yeah. How, how wide is the crack, and how deep is it? Um, I think the crack must go all the way through the surface because at this point, the cracked section uh, has formed a, a sort of an island unto itself that moves. Yeah. Well, short term, you, you certainly there are concrete repair in a caulk tube that you can put in there that's got some it's got some silicone properties to it so it'll expand and contract but i think long term you're going to have to get a contractor because something has gone on underneath that concrete as far as a shift that that actually caused that split to happen and that's just gonna that unfortunately that's just going to continue until you get whatever the root of the problem is fixed Okay, what are some of the topical or silicon products that I could use to repair it in the short term? Yeah, there's uh, QuickCrete makes a couple of them. Uh, DAP makes one or two of them, and it's it's literally a concrete repair. Uh, you're welcome to come in, and we can we can point you right to it. There's there's and the, it finishes out with the gray concrete color. Um, I, I've used it myself several times. Yeah, that. That was going to be my next question. Well, that sounds great. That that sounds like what I should do just to start with for kind of a cosmetic Band-Aid, I guess you would say. Yeah, and, and certainly you want to, anything you want to do, anything you do, you want to get it done before wintertime comes in because the, yeah. the more water you can stop from getting underneath that surface for, when it comes time for the freezing and thawing, that'll just cause, it, it'll make the problems exponentially worse. Okay, and also, aren't those QuickCrete and DAP driveway repair products, wouldn't they also be sort of temperature-specific? In other words, you can't use them um, when the, the air temperature or the ground temperature gets below a certain temperature? That's correct. Yeah, you don't want to use them below, I think it's roughly 40 degrees. That's right. But, yeah, it's, I think you're safe to do anything between now and, and Halloween, I'll say. Okay, that sounds great. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Nancy, congratulations. $25 gift certificate headed your way from High Park Bar and Grill and WPTF. Uh, Of course, they are the place, the place for lunch and dinner with daily food and drink specials, including fried chicken, prime rib, and the $6 burger on Fridays. Indoor and outdoor seating, 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Nancy, thank you. You know, Nancy had a, a great question because that's something that I'm sure all of us see all the time are these, these separation of driveways. I didn't run into a lot of it until until I got here in North Carolina. So in Texas, all the driveways are rebarred. I've noticed a lot of driveways here are not. And I think that's one of the contributing factors that, you know, when the earth moves around a little bit underneath yep. it, you're going to get separation. Nothing's holding it together. So it's just going to kind of start moving apart like land masses at that point. I, I want to ask Stephen this because, Stephen, I had the opportunity to almost buy a house that was being constructed. Now, I kept telling people, oh, I'm having a house built. That's not <laughs> really – they were going to build it with me or without me, right? But I saw yeah. the house go up. We didn't end up buying it. But I saw the whole neighborhood going in. I didn't realize how shallow the foundations are. 
They can be. They only need to be 16 inches below ground to mm-hmm. the bottom. 16 inches below yes. the ground level. That's why in, in Brockdose you see a lot of old houses. Yeah. And the crawl spaces are barely, you know, they could be 12 inches high. We, we've had to turn down a couple of jobs, actually. That we, and we feel bad, <laughs> but we go out there, and it's a historical home. Yeah. And I send my littlest guy, and he calls, and he says, I can't get my foot through the door, let alone crawl down in there. Yeah. So, yes, it happens. <laughs> you, that makes sense. You were just doing a job for my girlfriend. And this is a uh, historic carriage house that was built in the early 1800s. Yeah. And you can barely get in there. You actually had to get a smaller dehumidifier. Oh, that is the door. That's your girlfriend. Yes. Is it really? She was a she was a very sweet lady. No, uh, he is yes. correct. That is a, a and there's there's uh, been some difficulties with that one. That's right. So his his girlfriend has a beautiful historical home, um, yeah. and. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a very, very tight space down there, and we had to order a specific smaller dehumidifier just to get it through the door to get down there to do its job. So, uh, yeah, we yeah, run that's into— That's the extreme. That, it, was, <laughs> it was pretty tight. That was a tight one. Once a week, we sort of mentioned, no matter who was in the, the building talking about their— it, we mentioned if you're in your, especially if you're in your 20s or, you know, late teens and you're a, a future construction worker, please think of making your home great <laughs> as a list of folks who could hire you. Now, if you're in your 20s and you want to work in insulation and you're really small, <laughs> Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier would like to talk to you. <laughs> we try to avoid the really small spaces, no, but you yeah, do. yeah, we but. try to avoid those. Those are referred to as drag spaces. <laughs> not it's a crawl. If I can't crawl, crawl if yeah, I have right. to drag, that's a drag space. Okay. Yeah. Well, but the you know, back to that point, if you are in your late teens or twenties, yeah, and you want a guaranteed really good income for life, yeah. Go into any of the construction trades. Yeah, right. yeah, we're we're looking for people now. Still, I, I mean, mean, we've been hiring for about a year and a half now, and yeah. uh, it's just it's slow moving. It's carpenters, very strange. Carpenters can make better money than bank ma- than bank right. branch managers. Well, and the other thing is, the for goodness sakes, if you're a carpenter, if you're a rough carpenter, you can build a house, right? You frame up a house. Or if yes. you're a finished carpenter and you really make some good book bookcases, mm-hmm. that skill's going to translate for 40 or 50 years. Long time. Uh, the other thing about it is it brings you satisfaction. Right. So many people work a job where at the end of the day, there's nothing to show that you accomplished anything. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're uh, right. We're in a field where at the end of the day, you made something. Right. And it is really satisfying to be able to look at something and look at it 50 years from now and say you made it. Sure. Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware is here. Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture. Stephen, what are you working on these days? Well, I have a a joke. I just got back from two weeks visiting my grandkids in California. Yeah. And every time I go out there, I get four or five calls. (laughs) Hey, I'm ready to start a Start the job. It's funny yeah, how that today. works. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. 
And the most interesting is a house that has been added on to. It's probably been doubled in size with four different additions. Yeah. And none of them really, you know, thought about the others or thought about the overall thing. Was yeah. was these these were separate projects? <laughs> separate were they projects added on by separate contractors? Over about a 50-year period. Okay. And so now we're going to reinvent the house yeah. into one that it is now essentially a million dollar, you know, a very nice million dollar house, except no, at this point, it's just a bunch of little rooms. Yeah, that are all uh, glued that together. go on forever. Right. <laughs> and so it's the idea that if you're going to uh, add on to your house, yeah, uh, you have to consider the whole and how to make the whole uh, cohesive and better than the parts. This is one of the reasons that that people like like Stephen here are so important. I constantly are having customers call us out saying, "Hey, we're going to finish the attic space. We're going to turn it yeah. into living space." Yeah. Now, look. I know enough about framing, right, to have a good conversation with you, but I'm not a master framer. But I know walking into an attic, whether or not it's framed properly to finish, there's enough depth in the rafters for the required coated insulation. And when you start having these conversations with people and you start telling them, well, this is how it has to start, Mm -hmm. then this has to be changed, this has to be altered. It's kind of shocking to them to realize what all goes into actually turning something into living space or adding on to an existing home. Uh, you, you need to call somebody like Steven because he's going to be able to walk you through the beginning to the end of the process, show you what you're in for, design it for right. you, mm-hmm. and then do the work for you. Well, more so than that, it's the question of is that the best idea? Mm-hmm. Because depending upon what you're trying to achieve, yes. for instance, if you're trying to achieve, well, my adult daughter is coming home and you know is going to live up there. Yeah. Well, if she has to walk through your house to get up there, that is not a long-term satisfactory situation. So it could be that there are other options. Uh, It could be that for whatever, I actually, as many times as possible, try to talk people out of finishing attic spaces Yeah, because there's a better solution, uh, a bonus space that is closer to the kitchen and that can be monitored more easily with teenagers is often (laughs) all right we're going to talk to jeff hastings of burke brothers hardware in just a moment about a yard issue you really got a lot of experience helping people with you know making grass grow in tough circumstances pretty much yes sir getting rid of because i've got i i found out what they did in my neighborhood before they had like all the houses done they prepped the the backyards and they took an earth mover and they pushed all the decent soil made a berm right and planted trees on the edge of the properties leaving everybody with their new homes with no topsoil at all hmm. i wouldn't nice. call i wouldn't <laughs> call it topsoil it's it's clay okay <laughs> i mean i mean right. it's i thick yeah thick clay we're going to talk with jeff about good carolina clay it's wonderful, Carolina Clay. I'm, I own enough clay that I could sell it to Crayola, and they would never have to buy any more clay again, okay, in their, for their modeling clay thing. We'll talk to him in just a moment. Also, pick up with Andy in just a moment. You are listening 
to Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. Dave Alexander, along with Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Our guests are Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware and Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture. And we'll pick up with Andy. How you doing, Andy? What's going on? Well, I just had a basic question. Well, I'm I'm a I'm actually I'm a plumber. Uh, yes, sir. Do any kind of digging and stuff. We always have utility uh, lines and stuff located. But this is about my personal house. Um, my wife is taking care of this. All right, Andy. Andy, hold on uh, just a second. I'm going to put you on hold so that I can explain this to you. Your phone sounds as if you are underwater. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to pick up again, and maybe we, it'll fix itself. But if it doesn't, please call back, okay? Are you with me, Andy? Can you hear me now? Yeah. I can hear you. Perfect. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, so basically we're having a fence installed in our backyard. It's taken a couple of weeks to go through the HOA to make sure we got everything up Yes. right with them. Uh, they're supposed to be starting this, well, within the week. And I've yet to see any utility lines located. Is that something I should worry about? <laughs> yes. Nah. <laughs> no. Um, immediately. Yeah. Andy, right. yes. Like I said, I'm a plumber, um, and I can call 811. I can call you local and have it all. I know there's permits that have been pulled, but they're okay. supposed to be starting in a week. And I have yet to see any utilities marked okay. in my lawn. Andy, just going to put you on hold. Guys, is it still 411? 811. 811, yeah. But the simple answer is uh, ask the contractor whether he has pulled the permit, whether he has requested the location visit, service. Right. Yeah. And if he says no, call him yourself. Yeah. 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 And you really want to know, even if you think that all the utilities are going in the you know, where you're not digging. Yeah. You still want to know because sometimes you discover things aren't the way you thought they were. Yeah. We, we've we got we've got a she shed in the back or a he shed in the back. And I put in some trees. And, of course, I did what I needed to. I called in. You know, we made sure that I wasn't going to hit, like, an electrical line. Right. What I didn't realize is that it, an electrical line was run to the he shed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, there's a lot of casual electrician work being done mm-hmm. and a lot of buried lines you don't know about. I missed it by about four feet, which is good because we did it with an auger. And it would have been <laughs> a bad moment, you know, 120 volts through the auger up up into my handyman. I've had so, customers that are convinced their leach field is in their backyard and it ends up being in the front yard. So yeah. where, where you mm-hmm. think everything is supposed to be is very rarely where it ends up being. Andy, I wish we could help you more, but I would say you need to get with that contractor. Sooner than later. Serious with that contractor. Thank you, Andy. Um, all right. So Jeff Hastings is here from Burke Brothers Hardware. We talked about my yard. I don't know whether we're on the air or off the air. But I've got, I'm sitting on Carolina clay, and I got um, poor grass. Let's just put it that way. It's just poor grass growth. Previous owner put in two, maybe three different types of grass. I know because I still have the bags. <laughs> I got half bags. I got rye grass, and I got something else. Hmm. I got these little 
light green, um, what did I call them? Sprouts. Yeah, they're sprouts. They're they're clover. Yeah, you probably either got an oxalis or a clover out there, like an annual clover. And can I buy something to get uh, rid of it? Oh, yeah. Any of the broadleaf weed killers will take care of, of both of those. If it's clover, uh, because of the, just the nature of the beast with clover, sometimes you got to spray it a couple of times. All right, hang on. This is Making Your Home Great. This is Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. In studio, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture, and Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware. You know, it's funny because I was listening to Weekend Gardener, and the last call on the Weekend Gardener was about clover. And that's what reminded me to ask Jeff about this, that some lady had... um, a lot of clover in her yard. You know, it was um, Edmondson. Rufus Edmondson said, yeah, just I just grow it. I just let it go. You know, <laughs> Honestly, I'd like a better looking yard. So, and that's fine. That's fine. I mean, it, it, a yard is, is what you want to make of it. Yeah. Um, a mother of two of my employees, Sarah, yeah. uh, her front yard is an entire nothing but pine trees. Yeah. Uh, she's got pine trees, gorgeous azaleas, camellias up against the house. Um, it's funny because we're out there, every time a pine cone falls, she's out there getting it up. You know, she won't allow a pine cone in her yard. But, um, but I mean, it's a gore, but that's, that's right. her yard. Her yard right. is this gorgeous, and she's got a very small strip of grass and then grass out back. But right next to it is a house that is a fescue lawn. Yeah. And, and, you know, they they both seem to love it. Um, I love you know. my fescue fescue lawn. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 all about the personal opinion of of what you want it to look and how you want it to look. My suspicion is at some point I'm going to be killing everything because there's way too much stuff in my yard. Right, and that's as long as you as long as you abide by the label of yes. whatever you're using. Yes, then you're okay. Um, you know. You put you put down a broadleaf weed killer or a total weed ki- or a total vegetation killer. Right. Um, seven to ten days. Yep. You can come behind it and you can seed it. Yep. Um, you know, depending on or you can have it seeded. Uh, if you have somebody come in uh, with a seed drill, a walk behind seed drill, then that you're going to get a lot better germination. And those people are going to use a real. You usually those folks are going to use a really good quality seed to begin with. Right. Um, what what may be happening in your case is if the previous owner uh, less if he bought less than quality grass seed, he had a lot of <laughs> weed content that's in there. You think so? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes it well. It, it is the clover that's there is scattered. It's not like I'm getting an infestation of clover. Right. Oh no, I'm getting almost equidistant pieces. You know, little <laughs> clover. Right. It's all through the yard. So, and it's okay. also it's also questionable of the previous owner if they brought topsoil in. Right? Was it a screen topsoil, or mm-hmm. was it the less expensive guy on the neighborhood corner that had some quote unquote topsoil for? Yeah, sale? I don't want the lowest right. bidder yeah. on right. this. Right? Yeah, that's no. one of those things you want. You want a good quality screen topsoil. All right, Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture, talk to me about 
why I would bring you in while I'm searching for a house. I'm thinking of buying a house. Oh, why boy. do I call Stephen? There are good houses and bad houses. And when you walk in and look at it, you're look, seeing all of the jewelry. You're seeing you know, yep. all of the, the nice refrigerator or the, the countertops or the things like that. Yeah. I'm going in. I'm looking at how does this live? Are these are these spaces that will make you happy, or mm-hmm. I mean, you can walk into houses and they'll have you divorced in a year. Yeah, uh, we all, right. all we all no. have stories, right? We, we move <laughs> we move into a house. You've been there for a year, and yeah. you start noticing things that you didn't see the first year you were living there. You start paying closer attention, and you notice how poorly the house lives. Right? Yes, and that's the big difference is. What I do is I go in and I evaluate, does this house live well or does it live poorly? When you say live, you mean how good is it going to be for my uses? Yes. And how good is it, oh, is it going to allow a family to be brought together? Right. Like does the relationship between the kitchen and the, the great room or family room work well? Right. Um, how far do you have to go? To get to the uh, a bathroom, yep. Or does oh, yeah. does the powder room open directly off the living room so that when someone walks into the powder room, everybody gets to see them? Yes, <laughs> right. Uh, we, uh, there are a number of things and a number, even in really expensive houses, that are just do not live well. Mm-hmm. In fact, the more expensive the house, the more likely it is to be messed up. Why is that? Well, because they've got more to play with, and they've got more options. And often the options chosen are the wrong ones. Yeah. My old house, I, I spent about uh, six months in a wheelchair. It wasn't mm-hmm. a serious thing. I, you know, I had some injuries, so I, I couldn't do it in my old house. That's, a, that's something I talk to people about. Yeah. And definitely everything I do now it is so at some point in time anybody could be in a wheelchair. Right. My late wife was in a wheelchair for twice. Right. Um, and you just assume that you know this house is good for that. Right. This house would never be good for that. The doorway was too narrow to my bedroom. Mm-hmm. In order to get, if I was literally unable to walk which I wasn't really, but if I needed to be in in the wheelchair 100%, I'd have to go through that door, close that door behind me, and then turn myself completely around just Mm -hmm. to get to the restroom. Mm -hmm. Well, and this is part of the discussion. uh, It's what does it mean to you? So one of the things is looking at whether a house fits for, uh, accommodates uh, incapacitated, capacities right uh another one is how well it lives for a family right. or how poorly it lives even for a couple uh right. one of the interesting things if a couple has no ability to get away from each other yeah, for a little bit yeah <laughs> that also can be wary you're preaching to the choir here uh, i'm an early bed person and my wife is not an early bed person however she enjoys her lifetime movies. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Would you like to 
Would you like to hear me hum the theme to the late night movie that was playing last night? No, I would not. Okay, well, I'm just telling you that I happen to know what it was. So, in, in brief, um, yeah, I, I do a consult for $95 for a consult, whether yeah. it is on what you hope to do with your with your house or whether it's to evaluate a house. And yeah. I've had people, you're spending a lot of money and making a long-term commitment to buy a house. Yeah. I've had people pay me to look at a dozen houses. Really? That's oh, and they bad. ended up with really good a good house at a good price. What questions do you ask them? Well, I talk to them about how they, you know, their lifestyle and how they live and all of that. Uh, and I, what I just mentioned is I also evaluate whether that house is actually a good buy at, at that price. Yeah. And it's just simply getting more knowledge. I've spent 40 years in doing this. Yeah. And I can tell you very quickly whether this is a good one or a bad one. Okay. Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture, Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware, and of course Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Come up with a question, you will get the $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill. Of course, you have to be caller number one at 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. So, um, Stephen, I'm putting in what I've learned has a, has a real term, a wildlife garden. I want to garden this next year, and I am putting in, I have... I personally now own more bulbs than a human being should own. I'll, I'll probably top you on that one. You top me on that one? I mean, you got them for, got them for sale at Burke Brothers? Because I'll no, stop we don't, by. No, no, no. We don't, we don't have really room to do okay. it justice. Um, but like a lot of others, I'm, I'm a member of several different associations. And when they have their plant sales, my yeah. wife gets a little upset at how much I actually buy. So we have, <laughs> the, the, the whole... But, question of buying in bulk you know yeah. hey they're never going to go bad i'm just going to put them on the shelf and you right. know uh, over the next 10 years i'll use all of them but here's what i also own i own a piece of metal about yay big but two and a half three feet long that's got a drill bit on it all right and this is how you install the 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 bulbs I mean, if you had soil that you could dig right. in. if it doesn't get stuck in the clay. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly right. right. Then once, once it gets stuck in the clay, that's what's what you call a yard ornament. I leave it. <laughs> I'm going to leave it. Well, no, the great thing is I'm going to spin the drill backwards. Okay. And when we had a guy out to my house, he, was, he had an auger, basically a bigger version. He couldn't spin it backwards. Right. There was no reverse yeah. on the auger. All right. But this thing I could spill, spin reverse. I want a hand tool. I want the best quality, most powerful hand drill I can buy. You got it? Oh, yeah. Makita. That's Makita. right. Makita, battery powered. That's Eight, right. 18 volt system. Makita. Makita make very good tools. Makita. A lot of my guys use Makitas. Yeah, we've gone, we, we, about two years ago, we brought in Makita for the lawn, for the power tools, lawn power tools. Yeah. All battery powered, all use the same battery platform. Good. It's the same battery platform that the drills, saws, uh, you know, reciprocating saws use. Yeah. And so it does, it does a great job for everything. I'm so frustrated when people have got, yeah, they got a Makita or then they've got 
two or three other brands, which right. I'm not going to mention right, right. now. No? Nobody's battery works for the other one. Right. And nope. the, and the reason that we love the reason that we jumped on the the, the bandwagon, I'll say, for Makita, yeah, is a lot of the other manufacturers buy their batteries from a third party. Okay. And so, like over the last twelve to eighteen months, those batteries have become in short supply. Makita took it a different way. Makita owns their battery processing, and right. they make their own batteries. So, what they do is they manufacture the tools around their battery platform versus the other way around, and so. You know, I've, we literally have had no problem getting any Makita power tools, whether it be, you know, for construction or for outdoors since the whole pandemic began. For the, for the price, it's, it's, it really is an outstanding tool. My guys carry Snap-on. They carry Hilti. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, some of our drills are $150 more expensive than the Makitas. They still yeah. use the Makitas. That's that's what they pick up. That's what they prefer. So it's an outstanding tool right. with uh, good reliability. Yeah. What, what other products you carry that you're particularly proud of? It sounds like you're a Makita guy. Oh, you know I'm, what I mean? I'm a huge Makita guy. You're um, on the you're on the band That's, that's right. That's right. Um, and then the, the you know for birdseed, the hard thing, the, the thing that's been the hardest to get has been the Coles birdseed. Uh, it's a virtually a no waste birdseed, and it's a it's a pretty premium price, but. The benefit is you have nothing growing beneath your bird feeder at the end of the day. Oh, the amen. birds eat it all. Well, what um, do you mean the, low waste? That means um, in in economy bird seed, they'll put what they call red millet, which is actually a milo. Okay. Um, and that's, for lack of better terminology, it's a filler. And so it's what gets it up to the five-pound quantity. But if you go by anybody's house and look at the bird feeder, you always see this nice grassy looking product that's, that's right. growing underneath their bird <laughs> that's feeder. Right. Right. That's that red millet that all the birds are kicking out because they're going for the white millet or the sunflower seed. So that's what they're doing. Yeah, Every so. time I fill my bird feeder uh, my bird feeder, I sit there and yeah. watch it and I feel like they dump three right. fourths of yeah. everything I put in there on the ground. At, to the point yeah. where I, I actually have one of these things around my pool and we invested in better quality bird seed but it had corn in it. Right. Okay. So we filled up our bird feeder Left it be. I filled it up a few more times over the summer. wasn't really paying attention. At one point, I went back over there to fill it up, and I had corn stalks growing underneath <laughs> my bird feeder. Right. I, I, I didn't know what they were. I had to wait till they got tall enough. And I was like, "That's corn. I've got to yeah. rip all this stuff You're out." Growing corn. Growing corn in my yard and <laughs> garner. No, I would uh, definitely like to have something that uh, they don't waste so much. That'd be nice. Uh, did you say coal? Coal. C O L E S. Coals. Coals. Cole's yeah. bird seed. Do you have yeah. a- and it's been it's they have had some issues like everybody else. They started a a second shift and then the, yeah. then the the molds broke for their packaging, um, so they had to come bring everything back down for about three months. And they're starting to get ramped back up. We're getting in on you know in a sufficient quantity now. And being a small independent store, you know if I've got to get it from another warehouse, uh, yeah. I've got a I've got a pallet of it that I ordered. That's coming out of Kilgore, Texas. Yeah. Because none of my local distributors have it. Wow. So yeah, it costs me a little bit more to bring it in, but it's it's just that good of a quality product. All right. Very good. We're talking with Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware, Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Bearer. The offer is still up. A twenty-five dollar gift certificate to High Park Barn Grill. You just dial these numbers, 919 860 
888-900-9783 for making your home great. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF, making your home great. Wow, the phone just lit up like a Christmas tree. It's almost as if somebody was giving something away. We're so popular. All right. Bob from Raleigh's on the line. He's the winner. Don't ask Bob how he's doing, it's though. It's exactly right. Everybody, just pretend, just don't even. How destitute are you today, Bob? Bob, how destitute are you? On a 0 to 10 scale, about a 14. <laughs> Very good. Bob, right. congratulations. You are the winner of the gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Uh, what's your question? Uh, this is for Stephen. Yeah. Yes. I'm looking for someone. Of course, aren't we all? Uh, <laughs> That's a different a, show. For lack of a better term, I'm looking for a consultant. I want to stay in my home, but I need, not immediately necessarily, but it's happening. Get it elderized, if you will. I don't even know if that's a word. It is not. More aging in place. Elder friendly. Well, aging in place is, is are the words. And that's basically, I'm a consultant who does that. Excellent. And the first step is a consult mm-hmm. uh, where I just come in and we talk about, look at your house and talk about the things that can be done to ensure you can stay in there until they carry you out. Uh, mm. And, you know, it goes from the, the low-cost things and the ones you can do easily to the the ones that, as long as you're redoing your bathroom, let's go ahead and make it wheelchair accessible. Right. Oh, of course. You know. Yeah. And so often this is a plan that uh, rolls out over five or ten years. Even the shower. I mean, we talked about that on the show a yeah. little while back. These oh, yeah. aging in place showers, which I think are everything really cool. I do now, everything I do now is a roll-in shower. That's right. And they're well, not easy to get right. Getting up and down between floors. I yeah. got a three-story house, and the first floor is just kitchen, living room, dining room. Well, a half bath. Mm-hmm. Meaning I spent over half my life on the second floor where... The bedroom is where all the bedrooms are, the only full-size bathrooms, and my office. And and you may find that it actually makes sense to move. Yeah. Uh, the There is an answer to it, but it's a cumbersome answer. Uh, aside from I did three put inserted uh, elevators in three houses last year. And that ran from forty thousand to one hundred and forty thousand to do. What about those stair lifts? Those chair mounted. Well, uh, that's the cumbersome thing on okay. the stairs, right? And they, if you have to have them, fine. Yeah. But you do everything you can to keep from going to that. Right. I'm also concerned about ramping for you know getting into the house. Yes. So it's, it's basically we talk about all of that and. What can be done? And it's really an evaluation about whether it's worth it to try and make your house work or whether the long-term plan is to move to one that does work. Like a ranch, something that's easier to get around in. Bob, are you ready to write down a telephone number or some information for Stephen? Yeah. All right. Stephen, how can Bob get in touch with you? Uh, My 
Email is cliparch, C-L-I-P-P-A-R-C-H, at yahoo.com. And phone number, 919-929-7838. Wait a minute, say it again, 78 what? 7838. Okay. And what's your last name? Clip, C-L-I-P-P. Oh, and thus the email address. And that's the email address. <laughs> and the website is stephenclipparchitecture.com. Yes, sir? Yes, but by the time you type Stephen Clip, I'm the only one in the country, so right. <laughs> you get me. Okay, well, there's that. Thank All you, Bob. Right. So in, in summation, you come out here, you see what the lay of the land is, and you tell me what's feasible. Yes. That makes okay, sense. Okay, that's exactly what I'm looking for. All right, thank, thank you, Bob. You. Thank you, Bob. Congratulations, uh, High Park Bar and Grill is the place for lunch and dinner with daily food and drink specials, including the fried chicken prime rib, and it's worth it, $6 burger on Fridays. Indoor and outdoor seating available, 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Mike and Garner, how you doing? You are on with Jeff Hastings of Burke Brothers Hardware and Stephen Clip of Stephen Clip Architecture and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. I want to slide uh, contact information for Jeff first. What's the website for the hardware store? www.burkebrothershardware.com. And Burke has an E at the end? It does. Burke Brothers Hardware. And the number? 919-851-1211. All right, very good. Mike, go ahead with your question. Is this me? Yes, it is you. I will. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, maybe a mundane question, but I'm thinking in the future of turning my carport into perhaps uh, a garage. And on one side of my, the outside of the carport, there's some brick. It's about about a foot and a half, two foot tall. Yeah. And and there's like two or three uh, iron uh, posts that are there, not posts, but they're ornamental. Yeah, and I was thinking about enclosing it, and and I'm not sure if I'm going to be doing it right. Is by putting a seal down on top of the brick, going through some metal. Uh, okay, box. you're okay. Just to uh, speed it along at the end of the yeah. show, yeah, uh, you're you're on the right track. You put down a pressure treated seal. Mm-hmm. You adhere it. Uh, Burke Brothers sells right. The uh, anchor bolts, bolts mm-hmm. that are set, you drill a hole, you set them in with epoxy to stay in the brick. Uh, you try to do it in the uh, joints, and then you build up from there. And then he pulls uh, a super permit. easy. And then he pulls a yeah. He pulls <laughs> a per- no, he pulls the permit early. He does it earlier. Well, right, and then you can mind. do brick. You can do siding. You can you know build it up from the sill with whatever you think would look best. Thank you, gentlemen. That's making your home great.